Hello, I'm Rod Butler. Welcome to Let God Speak. When Abraham was old and had no children, he believed God that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. That faith was tested. Abraham and Sarah had to wait until she was well past childbearing age before God worked a miracle and their son Isaac was born. Did Abraham then have more children in quick succession? Or did God have more tests in store for him? Open your Bible with us as we look at the amazing life of Abraham in his parenthood years. On our panel today, we have Hannah Nakagawa and Harold Harker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Before we, before we start our discussion, let's bow and ask for prayer. Gracious Father, we are inspired by the faith of Abraham. We ask for the Holy Spirit to give us and our viewers wisdom and understanding yes. as we review how Abraham's faith was tested. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, after Isaac was born, Abraham's faith, faith was tested. We're going to look at now the, the background of some of these tests. Hannah, tell us about the background. Sure. So in Genesis chapter 16, we have the story of Abraham and Sarah waiting for the um, child who God has promised. Um, we see the story that Sarah asked, um, yeah, uh, her maid servant Hagar to have child with um, Abraham, and um, yeah, Ishmael was born, and he was 13 years old. Um, he was raised in Abraham's household, and um, yeah, his inheritance, and he has the status of prince, right? Um, but now this is going to be dramatically changed. <laughs> if we read Genesis chapter 17, verse 19, um, it says this. Then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear your a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. So God says that Sarah, it is you who have the um, child. And um, even though this was beyond her childbearing age, um, yeah, God told her that. And so um, the son Isaac will be born uh, following year. And yeah, that will naturally become, he will naturally become like the first. Um, so yeah, instead of um, Ishmael, um, yeah, Isaac came. came. So, so we have the background here where there's now Two children of That's Abraham. Right. Yeah. Um, tell us, what was the test, Harold? Well, the test, let me read Genesis 21, 8 to 11. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore, she said to Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. Can you imagine Ishmael at 18 or 19 years of age now and his status is now 
knocked down. He was the the one. Now he's not. And then because he's of this, he's mocking Isaac. So you're the one. And Sarah says, get them out. Mm. Now, this was displeasing to Abraham because the word in, uh, in, the, in the Bible, it says it was very grievous to him. How can you toss out your son? And it really, he was shaking with, with uh, this feeling when he had to do it. But he has to do that. You can imagine the bond he had with his son after all those years. And now he's being told by his wife, get out. out. Mm. So Hannah, with that sort of build up, what's, what was the outcome? Yes, it is a very tough situation, terrible situation that obviously Abraham was very sad about. And um, if Sarah and Abraham have waited for God, it didn't happen. This pain didn't need to happen. Mm. And oftentimes in our life as well, we rush into something not listening to God. And because of that, we can cause a lot of pains. But at the same time, um, we see that the outcome was God intervened and um, he told Abraham to do, um, yeah, to as what Sarah um, asked him to do. Um, but look at Genesis chapter 21 and verse 13. Um, it says, Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bond, um, bond woman because he is your seed. So even though um, these Terrible situation happened, but God could still um, bless the situation and bless their mistakes. So um, even we make mistakes, we um, sometimes rush into something, but God could still um, work the situation mm. out as well. His grace and mercies are abundant. Doesn't that give us hope to know that um, when we make mistakes, God can still bless amen. how we mess things up? Mm. Praise God for that. Harold, let's move on now to the second test. Tell us, uh, tell us about the background behind the second test that uh, Abraham faced. Well, the second test, it comes years later. Isaac was nurtured and raised according to God's commandments. He knew the covenant that God had made with Abraham and that it was going to continue through him. Now he was just a young man. And in Genesis 22, 1 and 2, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, can you imagine the shock? Mm. Abraham, mm. here's my only son that's left with me. Go and make a sacrifice of him. What a test. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to think of yes. the situation he was mm. in. Hannah, what, what does Abraham do? Yes, he must be very shocked and probably he didn't understand what it meant and all these things. And, but at the same time, he was quick to obey God's um, instruction. And he, was, um, he immediately, he didn't delay, he, um, he immediately obeyed um, God's instruction. Um, we can read Genesis chapter 22 and verse 3. It says, So Abraham rose early in the morning, 
and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. So even though Abraham probably didn't understand what was going on um, and I, th I think he rose up early in the morning, so probably didn't tell um, Sarah Nida, but right. yes, um, he was uh, obedient to what God was asking him. He must have really known God's, God's voice Yes. to, to act so uh, immediately. Yes. And there's no record that he has a, a family um, consultation with his wife. Yes. Off in the morning early. Off in the morning. Mm -hmm. She might have slept in and <laughs> she's, they're off. Yes. So while Abraham acted immediately, um, Harold, give us some sort of background. What do you think was going through Abraham's mind? Well, let me read on. The next verse says, Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Can you imagine traveling for the third day, knowing you're going to have to kill your son, make him an offering? Now, why would God ask him to break his commandments, which says, don't kill? How, how would that be? And then why sacrifice this promised son that God has promised? And he was a miracle son. How is the covenant going to be fulfilled mm. uh, if he's not there? Who's going to do that? And then he thinks, if God says to do this, Maybe after I make the sacrifice, he's going to raise him back to life. He's got to do that if Isaac is going to be the one through whom the covenant goes. And so can you imagine the mental anguish for three days mm. until he gets there? It's, it's, it's quite incredible. Um, he, his, his trust is amazing. I guess it gives us insight that when we have things that we just don't understand, mm. Sure. We have to just trust God. You know what's going on here. Yep. So what was it? What happened, Hannah? Yes. So let us read Genesis chapter 22 and verse 9 to 11. The Bible says, Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. So Abraham faithfully carried out the things that God commanded mm -hmm. him to do. And Isaac was young. He, um, he also needed faith. He didn't probably mm -hmm. understand like, definitely didn't understand what was going on. Uh, but he could have run away, but mm -hmm. he didn't. Um, and because of that faithfulness, um, and yeah, he showed himself to be um, tied and placed on the altar. And yeah, Abraham was only stopped by the angel. Abraham, Abra uh, Abraham, Abraham. Um, yeah, the name was uh, called twice. It's like, um, listen, like, you know, you are misunderstanding something. Listen to me. So, um, but until that time, he was obedient until um, almost, you know, put the knife into um, him. So, um, yeah, it's amazing how um, Abraham was obedient to what God was doing here. It is, it is the very fact that he'd raised his hand to slay him. Mm. Right. 
in, in Abraham's mind, he'd actually gone, he'd been obedient yeah. to the letter. Yes. He'd gone through everything, yeah. which, which is incredible too. Mm. <clears throat> I just want to go back a step now. I'm going to read, because um, Abra Abraham's faith shines forth mm -hmm. um, as he and Isaac walk up to the mount. Now, Isaac asked the question, I'm going to read from Genesis uh, chapter 22 and verse 8. And Abraham said, My son, uh, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. How was salvation shown by that question, that, uh, that response? Well, the question that Isaac had asked was, oh, here's the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the offering? And God, Abraham says, God has said, you are the sacrifice. But, you know, to show your faith, God provides the lamb. Jesus was called the lamb of God. And, and so right at the last moment, as his hand is stopped, God shows them a lamb caught in the thicket there. Mm. And so God provides the sacrifice for all our sin. And he did that through Jesus Christ. Mm. And he was the lamb of God for all the world. Now, there's a verse over in Romans that Paul writes about this. And this is fascinating. Let me read Romans chapter five and verse eight. And it says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And so here is really salvation acted out between Abraham and Isaac, pointing forward to mm. Jesus Christ so that while we are sinners, he is the lamb and we can't do anything for it. We have to accept the sacrifice mm. that God has made. Beautiful, incredible, mm. very deep, very deep. Hannah, this is an amazing story yes. of faith. What can we learn from this? How do we apply this to us today? Yes, um, so much to learn from this um, test. Yeah. But I want to read Genesis chapter 22, verse 12. The Bible says, and he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now, I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham showed his love for God by his obedience. And he basically gave everything to God. Mm. His, um, you know, son, like, um, he was ready to give up. And um, I want to read one more verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. Jesus says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Well, it is a very challenging um, verse, challenges us. Well, um, we can um, have a lot of relationship, our family or friends, mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. but um, no, no any, um, none of the relationship should be put before um, the relationship between God and us. Well, um, if, and we can see that from, if we imagine the situation of Abraham, we can imagine how God must have, Father God must have felt when he had to send Jesus as mm, a man. Yes. But um, that was 
that was because of our sin to mm. save us. He sacrificed mm. Jesus. Mm, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Now, Harold, um, Abraham's not the only person in the story, too. Um, he's got a wife and Isaac's got a mother. Yep. Um, she would have had to have strong faith in all this, too. Um, what do we know about Sarah, Harold? Well, Sarah was Abraham's half-sister. So he was related in a way. And it was the same father, Terah, but a different mother. Now, in Genesis, it tells us even the Egyptians, when Sarah was 65 years of age, they thought she was a beautiful woman. And they, in fact, so beautiful that the Pharaoh said, put her in my harem. So that's how beautiful she was. And another time, and when she was 90, the prince of the Abimelech said, I want her too. Now, Abraham had sort of said a half-truth when she's my sister, and he was a half-sister. Mm. And so he didn't, he showed a little bit lack of faith there. But here is Sarah. She must have had the faith because when she's past childbearing age, God says, you're going to have a son. And she goes ahead with that. You know, she's the only woman in the scripture in this part that tells us how old she was. And she was 127 when she died. She had married to Abraham for 52 years. But uh, here is Abraham finally says, when Sarah died, I want to buy a place in the land that God has promised so that their faith, she will be in that promised land. Mm. Her faith was just as good as Abraham. Yeah, we tend to forget that, don't we? Yeah. She walked with Abraham, so she would have had that same mm. strong faith. They, yes, they made mistakes with Ishmael, sure. but, but they had that faith. Yes. Um, Hannah, the death of Sarah had quite an impact on Abraham and Isaac. What does Abraham decide to do? Well, um, Abraham decided that he needs to find a wife for Isaac and arrange it. So um, Genesis chapter 25, verse 20, it says, Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Pardon Aram, the sister of Laban the Syrian. So yeah, this was three years after Sarah's death that they got married. And how did you go about finding the wife, Harold? Well, he didn't say, this is the wife I want. Abraham says, I'll find a wife for you. It was parental choice then. And so he calls his first servant. He's one in charge of everything. You go 850 kilometers. You're not going to get a Canaanite around here. Go and get one from our father's household, Nahor's place, 850K. And he goes there and Abraham trusts him to find the right woman to be Isaac's wife. And there's the whole story how he met her and she fed his camels and mm. so on. But that's, that's how he got his wife. Well, let's just, let's just focus on that a bit more, on how he got his wife. How was that, Hannah? Well, Tell us um, a bit about that. Yes, uh, Genesis 24 has a, um, all this story. And so um, Eliezer, so Eliezer um, asked God to direct him to, um, yeah, to the right um, girl or right lady, <laughs> woman um, for Isaac. And he was introduced to Rebecca, the daughter of Bethel. And to, uh, Genesis 24, verse 16, let's read this. 
Genesis 24 verse 16, it says, Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher and came up. So she was very beautiful. And he was invited, he's invited to stay at um, Bethuel's house. And he tells of his mission to find his master Isaac, a wife, and that God has directed him to Rebecca. So uh, Rebecca is asked if she will go with him. Mm -hmm. And um, she says yes. So that's now, I want you to think about this. You say they're, they're a long way away. She's got to leave home. She's got to uh, probably never see her family again. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, this takes a lot of faith. Mm. Was she forced to go, Harold? No, she had the choice. Will you go? And, and Rebecca said, I will go. Mm. And so we always have a choice. God never forces anybody. He gives us free choice. And that freedom, he doesn't trample on. He doesn't force us. Coercion is not part of God's law or how he operates but he gives us the choice. And Rebecca had that choice just like that. Let me read a verse when finally she comes back. In verse 67, it says, Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. It was love at first sight. <laughs> what a story. It is a story. You wonder how many young ladies today would go and marry a man they've never seen before. Um, yeah, it's very, it's an amazing story. Mm. A huge step. Now, Abraham was no, no doubt delighted uh, with the choice. Sure. Uh, she was a beautiful girl and Isaac was no doubt smitten with his new wife. Hannah, what does Abraham then go and do? <laughs> it is very interesting. Uh, Genesis chapter 25, verse 1, it says, Abraham again took a wife and her name was Ketra. So now um, he remarried this lady uh, called Ket Keturah. So, yeah. Okay, well, I just want to read um, Genesis 18. Let me turn to that. Genesis 18 and verse 11. Because this is interesting. It says, Abraham and Sarah, um, Genesis 18, 11 says, Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Okay. They were classified as old and well stricken in, age, in years. Yes. When he was 99 <laughs> and she was 89. And here we are. He's now 41 years older. Yeah. yeah. Um, explain that to us, Hannah. What's, what's the background with that one? Or so, um, Harold, sorry? Well, he was now 140 years old. If he said he was past the time way back when Isaac was born, mm -hmm. what do you think of this? But now he's got a new wife, and in Genesis 25 2, uh, Keturus, she bore him Zimram, Joshkam, Median, Midian, Midian, and couple of others, Shua. Uh, here are five sons mentioned. Five more nations come through Abraham. It, she, Keturah, must have been a young woman able to bear children, nothing like Sarah was before she had Isaac and then she died. But here Abraham's got more sons that make more nations and 
this guy at 140, you just say, wow, he still had it. He still had some zing to, uh, to start a family at 140. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Um, so he has more children. Mm -hmm. Now, there was also the covenant. How did these extra children, Hannah, fit in with the covenant promise? Yes. Um, yeah, by the way, I was really surprised that Abraham had six more kids. Yeah. Six, yeah, um, with Keturah. And yeah, so he was still fathering um, children um, approach to his 150 years old. So that's such a long time. Um, but he treated his sons as um, the same way he did to Ishmael. And he loved them. But eventually, um, this, this, um, he sends them to the east as well and to avoid any spiritual impact to Correct. the seed of, um, yeah, so distinction between the seeds of Sarah and um, seed of, yeah, other, other sons. So, yeah, that's how the seed with the covenant was yeah. promised was um, still kept. So he kept Isaac with him, but the rest were sent mm -hmm. away yeah. to, for the purity of the covenant. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Harold, um, we read earlier that, well, we, he had his name changed from Abraham to Abraham. How was that, how'd that turn out to be very prophetic? Well, you know, his name changed to Abraham showed his faith. And the whole thing was God is showing what faith does and what it did with Abraham. And uh, really, God wants to give us new names too, people of faith. And Abraham's life demonstrates exactly that if you have faith, then you live that life. His works followed his faith. And his name change was that another one. Jacob had a name change too. Mm. But it's also when you have faith and when you follow God. Mm. Yes, indeed. How does um, Hannah, he had these extra children and there's inevitably uh, an issue of inheritance. How does he handle the inheritance issue? Yes, I was a little bit worried about what's going to happen. <laughs> Isn't it like complicated? Um, Genesis 25 verse 5, it was saying that he gives all that he had unto Isaac. And let's read Genesis chapter 26 verse 3. It says, Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. So God renewed the covenant with Isaac. And could you just close with, let me read. Yeah. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Abraham had faith. Amen. Amen. Well, from Abraham's first calling at 75 to his death at 175, Abraham was a man of incredible faith. Whenever God spoke to Abraham, he demonstrated his faith by always obeying without delay. In Genesis 26, 5, God spoke the reason for renewing the covenant with Isaac was because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. Abraham's love for God and his faith and obedience resulted in blessings being passed to the son. Abraham's love and faith in God was revealed in his actions. Thank you for joining us on Let God Speak. 
Remember, all past programs plus teachers' helps are available on our website. So do join us again next time and God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.